Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. That was true. Uh, I was excited to talk about America's Olympic wrestling success. I think it was a, a very great Olympics as far as wrestling is concerned. I didn't watch anything else but wrestling. So let's go. Really? No synchronized swimming? Or we all know what was going on in '84 is the boycott year. We won nine of ten in men's freestyle. So, uh, so you're talking? It's the most medals, all all just total medals, men's, women's, Greco. Yes. Okay. Yes. It, so okay. Uh, when, when you consider, one, there was 10 weights then, and two, the boycott. I mean, it, it, it's unquestionably our, our best our best showing to go five for five on the men's freestyle side, to have four total medals on the women's side when two was the most Olympic medals we ever had in one, to have our second Olympic champion, to have our first two-time Olympic medalist, Helen. Uh, it was it was unquestionably the, the, the best, and... and I think other things you consider is the world's never been better. It's never been more competitive, and, and that'll be true. That'll be more true in three years from now, and then four years after that. But for right now, the world is really, really so, good. Uh, I, I agree with you, Christian. But when you're saying like it's going to continue to get better, how, how are you quantifying that? Is it just? I mean, I mean, obvious is people can wrestle for other countries. Um, first, it was kind of like unofficially done as the USSR broke up into many countries. Now it's there's Russians wrestling everywhere. There's Cubans wrestling everywhere. Uh, there's Americans wrestling everywhere. If you, you know, if Miles yeah. Amin got a medal for San Marino. If you can uh, somehow qualify under UWW criteria, you can go wrestle for whatever country you want. Are those the reasons, or is there another reason you're saying better than ever? Well, that's that's a huge part of it. But I just think yeah. the 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 evolution of the sport and the sport is. Okay. I think it's growing. I think it's growing in visibility. I think America has a big uh, has a big part with that, and that and that we're not just you know along for the ride, but we're a we're a legit superpower 
is going to, you know, help ex- accentuate that yeah. for, for if, the United States. If you were looking for an argument for an earlier, say, 92 or 72, maybe not 72, <clears throat> because there was only one Soviet you didn't have to go through a bunch of Soviets, right. so that's hard argument. Even in '92, it, it it wasn't like it is now. That was still kind of in the Russia and Soviet build back up um, period after the Soviet Union broke up. But they did one bronze and four Russell backs and pool play, mm-hmm. so you have one less medal. Oh, that yeah. Um, so that's huge. Um, for for your bronze medalist because think if like thomas gilman and caldeck had to wrestle one more match against the other bronze medalist it's kind of something similar to that um and you had to win several more matches to win gold as well uh, yeah, granted so, some I of mean, those were against easier opponents because it was pool play but still one but more the, the, however the many more matches at the olympics in... increases your chance of losing yeah, the pool play system they had in 96, or not, it was 2000. I don't know. It might have been 96. It might have been 2004 also. I'm blanking on when they changed the bracketing. It was really terrible. You remember this, the famous uh, Slay and Satiev, right? And Satiev just got knocked out because he lost a Slay. So you've got these randomly drawn pools, and you essentially had the win to advance. So that, that was uh, definitely not ideal. Uh, I, I just glanced back in the 92 uh, Olympics. So you had... Actually, I actually had North Korea win the first two weight classes, which is pretty insane because I don't even – do they even feel the team anymore? But then – No, they have that, women. They didn't send any to this Olympics because, you know, they're doing North Korea stuff. Uh, but they did have a world champion in 2019. Yeah, but so, I mean, there's not – so there's there's United States, the unified team, which is the USSR, uh, Turkey, Iran, Cuba, and there's barely any other medals besides that. So it definitely was very centralized between countries. And now with, like you said, all the Soviet republics, um, you're getting a lot more countries getting medals and you're having a lot more tough wrestlers. And then obviously with the ability of Russians to transfer other places and now Americans to transfer other places, Christian, feels yeah. getting so much deeper. Yeah. I mean, and I think we're going to see more of it from uh... – Yes. from Americans, right? It's going to get harder to make our team. I think it's very – I think the process to wrestle for other countries has never been easier. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think we're going to see it more because it's going to be harder to make our team. And people are going to see, you know, okay, this Miles Amin's an Olympic medalist. He would he would not be an Olympic medalist if he um, tried to wrestle for America, right? Um, yeah. So I think it's huge uh, for, for the competitive – landscape of of wrestling it's going to be these olympic brackets are going to be tougher and tougher and man if you could find if you could find an africa oceana hustle on the men's freestyle side that's, that's what i'm saying yo, i already got my hustle plan but it's like seven years out you, oh okay what the comeback what do you mean what's your hustle no, i'm gonna start a series i'm gonna start a series of awas in southeast asia okay South- singapore boom two olympic qualifiers every time yeah yeah <laughs> get, no go to new like new zealand can you imagine? Well, no, that's Southeast Asia is, is included in that uh, qualifier there. So I just set up AWAs in Indonesia, Philippines, Singapore, Malaysia, all of them. Uh, yeah. Some of my college guys. Boom, two Olympic qualifiers every single time. Yeah, that's the – yeah, because, you know, if you're – like for, for Miles or Stevon, man, if you, you have to qualify out of Europe, it's a lot tougher. You get that, that Oceana, the Africa hookup, boy, it's a lot easier. It's, yeah. it's tougher. It would be then, tougher in, on the women's side. 
uh, and even Greco because they have Egypt. Yeah, Nigeria is kind of a power for uh, on the women's side. For sure. I don't but know if it necessarily even in that, be tougher than Europe, well. but it'd be tougher than the men's side for sure. No doubt. Yeah. No doubt. Yeah, for sure. And then what you know, once you're qualified in some of those easier countries, then you really just get to focus on wrestling the world. You know, whereas like. Uh, Stevan Micic, for example, you know he's not really worried about winning his country's spot. He's just worried about you know competing with the best guys in the world. And there's a lot to be said for that. I mean, I know when I was trying to make the team, there's so much of like, oh, I have to beat this guy's really good and this guy's really good. And I'm, I'm thinking like how to tailor, tailor my style to beat the guys I have to beat to make the United States team. And then the, you know the the guys in the world almost take like a back seat to them. Yeah, you can't, um, make, you know, can't win a medal unless you make the team. So. Man, there's there's a lot of uh, places we can go. Um, well, how about Gable? I'm 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 obviously I've been talking a lot about the Gable thing. Where, where does he go after this? I don't believe he. Nothing I saw. He gave a definitive answer on what he was going to do. Um, I think it's fascinating. I think uh, he, the young man's got the world by the balls at this point. He could really go and do. He flirted with he everybody on Twitter. Yeah, he's he, yeah, he, which is smart, and he should be. Dana oh, White, the Vikings. Yeah, there are websites releasing odds. Oh my gosh! So what will Gable do next? Yeah, huh. it says so. That's it sad. says if you're listening, it says wrestle for Minnesota minus one fifty. Wrestle an official WWE match plus one hundred. Fight in an MMA fight plus eight hundred. Sign with an NFL team plus twenty five hundred. Um, I have no idea about the NFL team because I don't know if he's good enough to do that because I don't know anything about football. Um, Gable quote tweeted but, and said, if I was you, I would bet on the NFL. <laughs> he's just messing he's, with I know, I know, it, but it's funny. Great, outstanding. Um, I saw, I saw fought, a big cat. Barstool big cat tweeted something like, can he play O-line for the Bears? I want to get something straight. Gable, very athletic, um, maybe could eventually one day but right now he is way too small to start on an offensive line in the nfl no, he's, he's short i mean you saw it. it was one of the i knew he's not the biggest heavyweight but he looks significantly smaller than all Wait, his opponents. he probably weighs like what 240 so he normally tips in like rock christian they just posted that today so he normally tips in at like two two fifty or so, and apparently he had a hard. He wasn't able the last couple of weeks of camp wasn't able to keep his lifting up, so he was under two fifty for for this portion. But yeah, he's he is significantly smaller. He's he's like a linebacker size. He's not gonna play football, obviously. Um, you know, he didn't play in high school, to my knowledge. He's just just a just a wrestler. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I <laughs> one. Everyone was trying to get it out of him. He's not giving it up. He doesn't know. He doesn't know what he's doing. He's just like, well, oh, just no. opened up that many more possibilities to where he can negotiate, uh, you know, money deals, new money deals now, or see who else wants so him. You know, what's the, what's the timeline looking like for him? Like, is it? Did he say I'm going to do it? Uh, decide in a month? Because obviously, with the University of Minnesota, that those classes start in like probably two to three weeks. So if he's going to attend school. That decision has to be made relatively quickly. Um, I would assume that Minnesota is starting their their fall training right after that. So there's that. And then also, you know, if he's going to continue to wrestle, he's likely we want him on the 2021 team. So that also has to be decided relatively quickly. The MMA and the WWE, like, they can wait, right? He wouldn't have to make that decision for three to five months, three to six months. But the other things have to happen kind of quick. Yeah, but he also kind of gets a pass, I think, if he was like, hey, Coach Egham. 
let me float around this first semester and come in second semester. Who's saying no? What about the world? Oh, yeah. Well, world has to make a decision. Yeah, I'm sure that there's a... Who had classes? He has to do those. Yeah, sort of. He only really has to do classes second semester. So, I, I think... I don't think... He, yeah, a lot, a lot of people seem to think he's done-done. He said something about... In, in the mix zone, after after he won, that, like... He's like, I have my family in Minnesota, and, you know... Gophers, and I'd be a I'd be a fool not to pass that up. But I don't know what I'm or to pass that up, right? To to forego his his collegiate season. So I I think I think it's more likely he wrestles for NCAA's than uh, than Worlds again, personally. But maybe he'll do both. Really? Yeah, I think I don't know. It's like you're on the mountaintop now for yeah for international. You're just never you're not going to lose in. NCA season, just like keep your pristine. You're gonna wrestle at NCA finals again. You'll get to do a backflip. You'll your brand will get to grow that much more. Wrestling primetime ESPN, and then then go well, off I and think do this the goes next thing. To, I think this goes to what he's gonna, what he wants to do, Christian. If uh, if he wants to go to WWE or MMA, then he probably shouldn't wrestle in the worlds because, like you're saying, there is a chance he loses. I don't think he would, but there's a chance. And if he were to lose, that would definitely take some marketability off him. Not not a huge amount because most normal people aren't going to pay attention to the 2021 Worlds. Wrestling people will, but other people won't. Um, and the other thing I think about is, you know, with this NLI, I think he could probably make comfortable money if he were to go to a 10-minute Minnesota for the 21-22 season. I think he could make some decent money. So uh, I'm still going to go. He's going to go to WWE. That is still where my money is. But I think he's got a lot of options. Yeah, uh, uh, very obviously. Now, are, are gun to just, your head. Where's he going, Christian? Gun to your head. I think he wrestles for Minnesota next year. I do too, for sure. Wow. I feel. Wow. I feel. Okay. I. I. I see. I because think that's of an eye. Because an eye. No, because that's what. Get your degree. Finish school. You're gonna have your whole life ahead of you. Get your degree. Um. So if. I, mean, I think maybe that's what people are telling well, him. He's but at I... the Performance Lab in Orlando. He could do his online degree, obviously. You're so, saying it's, he's I'm... going back to get his degree, not because he can make money. Now. Yes, because I was well, told. Let me ask you was... this. Is, is the, if he sends a WWE contract, would that fall under NLI guidelines, or would that make him ineligible to compete? Because it would be like signing with a professional team, essentially. He, I don't I know do what not that know would fall enough. Yeah. So I no I was I was just told but well before NIL was was enacted this was kind of ahead of schedule from what when people thought it was going to come out uh they said no I was told he could come back and finish his degree that's what he should do so that's why I think that maybe what he should do but what will if he couldn't that's make... what I think he will do that's what okay, I think but he will do, do you think he would come back if the name image likeness thing hadn't been enacted? I don't know. Uh, yes, no I, I thought I thought no, he was coming back no to Minnesota all along. As of the Olympic trials, I thought he was coming back. So when's he gonna make his announcement, or at least give us a timeline? I don't know. I He's can fly, I can fly up to Minnesota and hunt him down. He ain't gonna tell you nothing. Not anytime <sighs> what soon. Kidnap him. Yeah, kid, he's easy kid, to he'd be very kidnappable. That's one thing about Gable. Super <laughs> kidnappable. Oh, my gosh. Um, 
How many times have you guys watched that final sequence? A lot. Like three, only three probably. Only three. I I I know I've watched it twenty times. We have to say though, really? it should not have happened. I it should, yeah. yes, because it should have been a tech in the first period. <laughs> because no, they blew, he should no, have been I, up by eight. Not a tech. So they uh, Gable got screwed twice. I want to preface this by saying Gable got screwed twice prior to this in the match by the officiating. He should have had the four, and he. I don't think they should have stopped it when Geno was. Uh, on the legs and locked, and Gable was starting to come behind. But we have the official rule book right here. Rules guy JD. Yeah, the UWW rule book, and it says the wrestler on top has no right to interrupt the bout nor to request a wrestling resume in a standing position, which you could say Gable didn't request it, but they also say, uh, let me find the exact wording right here. Um, the referee stops the bout after a reasonable period of time and has the wrestlers resume the bout in the standing position. Yeah. One second is not a reasonable amount of time, and I have never seen it stop like that in an international match. In fact, when wrestlers try and just get up and stand, I've seen them finger wag and put them back down in parterre, and I've even yeah. seen them caution and wand for doing it as yeah. well. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I think the I think the ref just freaked out, and I know that the the official afterwards admitted that he messed up the four on the edge. He said, I blew my yes. whistle too early. Well, um, so I, when I first, when we first watched that, it was watch party and we didn't have sound. And I assumed that he had blown the whistle before Gable started um, that sequence or whatever. But I went back and rewatched it. And not only was the transition more seamless than I thought with literally no pause in between Gable coming behind and picking Geno up and put him down, but I listened to it with audio, and he doesn't blow the whistle until Geno is up in the air and going to his back. Uh, that definitely should have been four for Gable because at the time I was like, oh, he probably blew the whistle yeah. right away, and then Geno kind of let up and then gave up the four. It was not like that. In basically all sports, it's better to blow the whistle later than earlier. Yes. And very true in this sequence with, with So, Gable. yes, the whistle was blown before it you know, hit the map, but it was blown after he was already up in the air yeah. and getting thrown to his back. So it's funny because this that sequence was, like, not discussed hardly at all because it's all about the last 13 seconds. But I want to talk about the, uh, the, the, the freestyle cut that Gable did because I think it absolutely should be an option for, for wrestling. I think it should be an option, I don't think but it's should. not. It's not at this point. I know, I know. I'm a, so I'm tr I want to talk about that, why I think it should be a thing. Because I don't think you should be compelled to try to score from, from a position. I don't think you should have to make an attempt at, at anything, right? I don't think you should – what, he should try no. a gut? So well, our, how, how can just, we see the guy just lay on top for right, seven exactly. seconds? Yeah. And why do we have to have a charade? Why do we have to have a charade of of top yeah. wrestling when he doesn't want to turn? You're so basically you're just saying because the bottom guy's not really supposed to like work to get up, right? Um, so yeah. now you're just making people watch people lay on each other. <laughs> like it's it's pointless. Yeah. So just let them up. It's it's it's. It's going to create more action. You can have that sequence. That can be a reality in wrestling. Whereas what I think Geno was actually doing in on the 13-second restart, I mean, he airmails. Now, he was he was breaking for sure, and he was really <clears> fatigued. <throat> yeah. But he airmailed a shot, I think, with that in mind. Like, all right, I, maybe I'll get a leg, but if I don't, I'm going to eat up six, seven seconds here, and then the match is over. And yes. 
I, you know, I think it, it showed why that rule is may, maybe should be modified. And, you know, the guys that want to work on top can work on top, but you shouldn't be forced to. Well, so, I mean, I think you guys are nailing it here. And I, it's funny. I don't think this was ever debated before this sequence. I mean, I don't no. think we ever talked about this thing, but it is a charade because you are kind of forced to work on top. I know I've had several athletes that I'm coaching be penalized for, let, you know, they let them up essentially. And they're like, no, you can't do that. Get back on top. But there's no advantage to the bottom person for the top guy is laying on there acting like a charade. It's just essentially a waste of time for both guys. So to give the top person the option of letting them up and wrestling the top guy is essentially giving away his advantage, right? The advantage of being on top. So I think they should be able to, but yet to you guys' point, it's in the rule book. You can't do that right now. So I don't know why the ref let him do it, but it made for a tremendous finish. They, if, I, if I was uh, Petrus Fili's coach, I, I would have gone full Mongolian in protest. Yeah. Um, think, think if the rules were reversed. Oh yeah! How angry we would be now. Obviously, I'm very happy that it happened this way, yeah. and like you said, it, it probably should happen this way. But it's is that's bad. <laughs> to, to be fair, more time ran off than you realize because while he what was only on top time? for no time, like three and a half, four seconds ticked off because he got the takedown in like the the clock started at thirteen. Yes. He had the takedown at ten, and then it ran down to like six and a half. So it was like three and a half, four seconds of parterre if you want to call it that so it's not like uh i don't know it wasn't one second now he didn't try they blew it immediately but that much time ran off so that's a little i don't know that's something right that's notable um and i i hope it i hope they look into that rule and i hope they they consider changing it because listen top wrestling is exciting when guys are trying to turn and and but they do turn or they and they do turn right, yeah. but you shouldn't have to try to do that. And um, I think it's worth worth modifying. I mean, yeah. how about the uh, just the ebbs and flows of that match, right? Like it looked like he was going to tech him, and then Gable could knock it off. Had a hard time defending those guts. I think so. Gable maybe got a little too confident and started to feel himself maybe a little bit too much and. If he wants to stay in wrestling and dominate his way through another cycle, the dude needs to learn at least parterre defense. He shows he doesn't need to learn parterre offense, but he's got to learn parterre defense. Because well, he I, almost I, lost that match. A large large part due to his part because his lack of parterre defense. The whole thing was parterre, lack of parterre defense. I mean, if he doesn't get turned, there's no way Gino's taking him down two more times or another time. I mean, it's, it's not that close if that doesn't happen. I think – here's what I think happened. So he's up 5-0. He's like, okay, I'm teching this dude. He takes the – and uh, Coach Eggham even said this to me. He's like, he took that high crotch. That was not part of the plan. Like he was not supposed to take that attack against him. And um, he's like, but, you know, he's a champion. He felt it, so he went. And so then once he got that two and the ball kind of got – rolling a little bit in Geno's way, I think that really that really shifted things. But yeah. you know, he to be fair to Gable, I think in general his parterre defense is is satisfactory. Wait, he, when's he when's he been a bottom Christian? How many times? That's a good point. <laughs> and then when he did get on bottom, he got turned. Christian. He hasn't been on bottom. Did he he didn't get taken down the rest of the Olympics? Yeah. All right, good point. <laughs> 
Yeah, so his bar chair is not good. Then he only ends up. It's been satisfactory because he hasn't had to use it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, yeah, the, the I mean, yeah. That's the ultimate, yeah. the best defense is a good offense um, example. Uh, bottom. Yeah, I was gonna say I felt like there have been other examples, but then I was yeah, I guess not, not really. Did get, did I don't know the Gwiz took him down. I th- all this was it all ones with Gwiz like. Uh, shot clocks and um, step outs. I have to go back and watch. I don't feel like Quiz was on top at all, though. And Quiz is uh, he's he's solid on top, but he's not like Geno level top wrestler. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's obviously an area of, of of improvement for him. But I think if they wrestle that again, I I don't think. Man, I'll tell you what. I don't know if you guys could see it or whatever, but the devastation of Geno was like almost to the point where like. I'm almost sad that this happened to this guy. Like, <laughs> he was so he, he wasn't like he wasn't like Yazdani throwing a temper tantrum, kicking chairs. He was just like this, just a sad bear of a person, just with his head down. He was wiping his tears with his freaking mask. It was it was brutal. But he like he shook everyone's hands. He hugged everyone after the match. It was it was a after the podium. But man, that dude was absolutely tore up like it's like it's like someone hugged this man he is in in a really bad place and i can't imagine how he feels losing a match in that way um because you know four years three years from now is he still going to have an opportunity to do this i don't know um yeah he's no spring chicken although he's not he's not old and you know a a heavyweight can can go a little bit longer how old is you know i'm trying to look it up right now yeah, he's, he's pretty old. Um, so we don't know that Gable is going to compete in in what was it October, which is not, not all that far away. It's twenty seven. Um, oh, that's it. Yeah, see, he'll be wrestling in. So again, I'm sure Gena and uh, and Taha are going to be wrestling in October. Correct. I mean, most of these other countries, that's what they kind of do for their full time living is wrestle. So, would there they'll be in? I would, I would assume so. I think I, I don't will. know. I think they will. You know, I wonder how much... Uh, Taha might retire. <laughs> yeah. After Gable 8 zeros him. Well, if Gable's not back... True. It's like, all right, it's basically a coin flip match with, with Geno yep. every single time. So yep. why not? Absolutely. Um, I think Zare is, uh, is a, still a scary customer. I mean, do he, you guys... He, we haven't talked about his match with Geno. Yeah. But he... It looked like he had it. Like he was going to win. And Geno just got... Real tough and figured it out late and horse dents and finishes. I've never seen like a heavyweight get completely flattened out on a leg and somehow be able to pull himself back up. He was like bellied out. Be- belly, not just like, oh, I'm extended. He was like laying like yes. uh, flat out, completely flat and, and figured out a way to finish it. It was it was like, I mean, Geno really showed his medal in both those matches, like how, how tough he was, what resolve he had, but... Going he, he into the end. prior to that match, it was actually Zara that scared me more for Gable and it than was... Geno. You know, I just feel like that style, the Iranian style of underhook and in and in and in, not going to shoot a whole lot, but I'm going to pressure you the whole time. He's got good parterre, um, gas tank. That that's what scared me more than Geno. And then Geno kind of wanted out. I, I was I was like, oh, maybe maybe not quite. Yet and Geno's kind of it factor, mm-hmm. his winning um, instinct, uh, that sort of switch made me a little nervous, or maybe more so than Zari's tactics. Well, but. 
everyone i felt the same way and asking around the, the, one of the cool parts about being there was like, talking to coaches and talking to people who had been around camp and just hearing what they're thinking and they thought Zare was the the scariest matchup for for Gable the one they were most worried about they thought Geno was a was a great matchup uh not that they knew it was going to be a really hard match but you know you got a guy that shoots a lot against the best reattacker in the world that's yeah. that you you get excited about that uh but man I now, after watching it I'm like Geno but then again he was up 5-0 I think if if he doesn't shoot at the end does does he get that opportunity does the ball get rolling the other way i don't know um but e- either way, way way less likely obviously right right yeah so incredible incredible match greatest match ever um no doubt about it um greatest match ever so uh mm. it's funny because we well yeah i think that well i'm not even just gonna debate that it, it was a great match we could just if he wants to call greatest ever i'm great with that but the you know what's funny is we had another buzzer beater in david taylor versus yazdani i mean that was maybe less more than one second left but it wasn't yeah, a lot of it's just kind of getting left. forgot about now not yeah, not it, i don't think so i mean it for is sure. for, it's for sure as Christian. People are not talking about it nearly as much because the Gable thing came afterwards. And because and Gable's, you know, uh, super going to be a superstar, so popular, yeah. larger than wrestling now. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I think that it illustrates the, the Iranian style of no offense and just hand fighting. The world's going to, they're going to have to start evolving, you know. They're, they're Iran gonna, is? Yeah. You, you can't, you're, I mean, you're going to get medals. You can medal. Well, for the record, they don't always like. That's not always Yastani's style. He definitely shut it down against David. That he, in general, he's at his best when he's hand fighting and not. Sajalayev shut it down and he won. He did shut it down. Sajalayev's a different, different beast altogether. Um, and he was also, he didn't have to. Yeah, I, I, I think a different, different deal with Sajalayev, and that's not normally how Sajalayev wrestles. This is how Iranians wrestle. They want to hand fight you, chew you up, and then, you know it worked. Like he, this guy, he meddled. He almost beat Geno, um, and with Yazdani, you know he's in the finals again. The guy, the the accolades are there, but I think they've got to, they have to progress. You can't just say our thing is hand fighting and not shooting, and we're gonna that that's it, right? I don't think that's tenable to if you want to win Olympic Olympic titles. Well, I mean, people have had a lot of success with that philosophy. So I, I don't know. I would, I would have to kind of go back and look at each individual person case on a case by case basis. Uh, but there are a lot of people who've won with that style, Christian. I think it would be hard to argue that. I mean, Yazdani did win the Olympic title in 2016. Yeah, I know. And I mean, go back one. Look at his side. Two. Look at what happened to Godoyev in that match. I mean, he basically bled out. He was he was destroying him, and then Liz, don't make excuses to what happened in the match. Tell, you want to? I mean, happened. that's what happened. That's what happened. He's an Olympic champ. I mean, I but he did he did win with that style, and there's been other people that win with the style. I I mean, obviously, I would if I'm trying to coach a wrestler from the ground up, I think yes, you have to have offense, and and you know, Yugayev is a guy, for example, who does a lot of standing hand fighting, but then he also has the ability to go go score when he needs to, and that won him a couple really big matches, the ability to go get the attack. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it's obviously better to have attacks, but there are people who win with not much. I mean, both of – all all of Sajalai's points were defensive against Snyder, correct? Yes. Yeah. Also, yeah. he had a step out. I want to – 
emphasize it again, but Yazdani does shoot. He just his game plan coming in against David Taylor was not to shoot because he I I think because he's gassed out in the first two matches, so he's trying to conserve energy. Yazdani doesn't shoot a lot. I mean, he shoots less than than majority of people that wrestle at that level. I, I if would he, say. if he if he's on a leg, it's normally. It's snap, like throw by. It's like snap, snapping. short offense to the leg, finish kind of yes, thing, yeah. reattack stuff. It's not like he, I think he shoots like a left side high crotch if he takes a, an attack, but it's pretty freaking rare uh, for him yeah, to I do. I think it. you could also make the argument people should hit knees less than they do now. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Well, I mean, one thing I, I and I would just I didn't do the statistical analysis of where the scores came from, but I, I did notice that, and I think we could I could point out a whole bunch of matches. That there was a bunch of people shooting the single and not really even wasting time on the single, but flipping right to a seatbelt position, right? I mean, Gilman, for example, did it a whole bunch going single leg. As soon as you hit the single leg, boom, come up to seatbelt and then work from the seatbelt position. I think that's really popular because, yeah, in freestyle, there is a high amount of danger to being underneath on someone's leg. Yeah, I, th- I thought that was a, a clear evolution for, for Gilman and very mm-hmm. – Properly identified. I mean, those guys are so tricky when you're finishing just on the yes. leg. I mean, it's Absolutely. just, it's insane some of the stuff they can do. And, I, you know, even I'm thinking I'm, I'm all over the place, but, you know, Miles against Deepak late. It's like that dude was freaky with Miles on his leg, even standing single. He had to throw like four or yes. five different finishes before he was able to circle behind on it. So the world is just, and that's really for the United States, I think that's one of our biggest areas where we could get a lot better where we could get um it was scoring off of their attacks well not just that just like i'm just talking about basically i guess about kick out defense and all that crazy stuff because i would say i would say gable dake and taylor are all really good that way snyder's not elite that's not one of his best skill sets and gilman's not but the other three are are pretty damn good there dayton dayton's real well it's it's different there because uh I guess I'm talking about something different. I don't know. Like, what do you mean? Okay, so like David's you're... David is is um, is well, good on scramble. the leg in the scramble. Kyle will flip you like uh, like kind of like Sajalayev. I'm talking yeah. about when they're single leg backside, almost in a quad pod, yeah. right? I'm talking about yeah, that yeah. position, and they're they're just able to kick out and be just really strangely yeah. evasive in a way that really I think only Dayton is for america well i think i think i mean so if you from a technical standpoint if you pick one of those strategies now you want to be kind of capable in all of them but if you want to pick one of them so you know when they attack my legs i can have i can have elite level baseline defense right so like down block go behinds that type of stuff which mm-hmm. we have a lot of gables elite at and down yeah. block reattacks man at the world level if they get to your leg and all you want to do is sprawl that that's just not going to get it done so that 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 option's kind of out Right, so then you have the, the scrambling where I'm scrambling back into them, like a David Taylor. That's probably where he makes most of his money. You have the the dump series, which would be like your chest wraps for head pinches, crotch lifts, which is like what Sajulayev did to Kyle. And then you ha- you have your evasiveness, right? And, and I think uh, most people who are good at one, they kind of, I won't say they stick with one, but they're they're very elite at that, especially when we're talking about at this level of wrestling. And they rarely go to the next one or don't do the next one as well because they spend so much time on the one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I get exactly what you're saying that 
we we call it the turtle shell position. It was first done by um, Batirov, where the single leg's up, they turn down, they have the elbows sealed in, and then they can wrestle back in. And Chimizo's great there, and he actually kind of evolved that series past where Batirov was at. So, yeah. I, I hear Chimizo's that. great at switching in. Yeah. Like at the last second, getting his arm and hand back into a leg yeah. somehow, yeah. and then actually scoring. You know who can kind of do it all is Sajalayev, because he's he's kind of crazy when you're just on a single leg. He can do all the kick-out stuff, but he can also do the freak stuff and just pick you up and flip you over. Um, yeah. We haven't talked about that match really, really yet. Yeah. That that match is really fun. So I I love the move where that you where you go like chest wrap and uh, they're more on a lower single than a regular single. I have never, man, usually if you go so I I always tell my kids if you keep their body perpendicular to your leg you're gonna get them but if they get off perpendicular so meaning my leg is here I need their body perpendicular to it and taking them over, right. Um, Sedgeliev went parallel to his leg. So Sedgeliev went like this to dump him over, right, to the side. Mm-hmm. Usually that never works. I, I don't know if it was maybe the grip he had or something to that effect, but usually when you go that direction, you get them like to like eight, 80 degrees, but you don't break 90. You know, you get them really close, but you don't break it. So I don't know if there's a different grip that he had or something. Uh, it doesn't look to be different, but he was able, obviously able to get him over both of those times. Yeah, it was um... – it was it was freaky. The first one was freaky looking. The second one yeah. looked a little more like okay, something you kind of see in wrestling. But to see him how he horsed Kyle up, Kyle goes in like full plank, and because yeah. the crazy thing is he lifts him up, but then he actually puts him back down because Kyle like make goes completely straight yeah. and he comes down and then he takes him through. Um, I I uh, one of the weirdest things about that match. I don't know if it's weirdest, but. It kind of got lost in the discussion about the chest wraps was the first shot clock in that Kyle got put on it. And that seemed incongruent with how it was normally called because not only was Kyle controlling center, he seemed to be the most offensive guy, but they elected to put Sajalayev on on the clock. And I'm wondering how much of an impact, if any, that put on on the match. Yeah. um, So... I didn't see it as that egregious. I, you know, I, I would agree with you that Kyle was a little more offensive, but you know, they can they go any direction with those sometimes. Uh, and, and sometimes you'll see them say like, "Oh, I put Kyle on the shot clock because he was actually more offensive. So I wanted him to get the second shot clock point. So if it was one to one, then Kyle would be the winner, which is obviously I think ridiculous." Um, yeah, man, I think Kyle's got to not shoot if he wants to beat Sedge alive. Just literally hand fight him to death and, and hope you score a one late attack because he is Sedge is so good when you're in on his legs so it was it was very apparent early on in the first period that uh, basically that was the strategy for Kyle it's like hand fight hard let's get him tired and and you know let's see what he's got left in the second right and when he shot in right away and got turned I think that changed changed everything yeah. and then that mm-hmm. then that plan goes out the window when you're down four yes so yes because you know Andy, Andy Hamilton, and I are sitting there watching. He's like, "How soon?" He said, "In the second period, how soon does he go?" I said, "I think." I said, "I, I bet he goes soon. Like, I bet he doesn't wait and just tries to go hard the whole way." Um, mm-hmm. But you you wonder if if he just goes there and hand fights for another minute and takes a little more out of him, do things start to yeah. open up a little more? Right? Because he got it. He got. He's the only guy that took down Sajalayev in the 
in the whole tournament. Yeah. So he he got one, but when you're down six, well, yeah, it's, it's the bet you got to make. I mean, if if you can't get in and score cleanly on his legs without giving up points, uh, I mean, obviously. So now now we have well now we only have two minutes till the world, unfortunately, because it's, it's not another year. You know, if you have another year, you could obviously work on that skill set to the point where you could take a leg attack, and it would be really nice to. I mean, what would be best for Kyle right now is if you could wrestle him three to four times a year and get a you know and try a new skill set and then fail. Hey, oh, that didn't work. Go back to the drawing board, try a new skill set, and maybe find something that works. But if you don't have those reps against him, it makes that difficult. And maybe the best opportunity is to just be stingy as hell and, and try to win that way and try to force him to blink, right? Try to force him to attack and and maybe force a not so great attack. Yeah, I mean, I think. He gets put on the clock early, 1-0 Snyder, and then maybe we don't give up that step out, and we got a 1-0 lead yep. going into the second, and then, you know, Sajalayev has to shoot and be offensive. Uh, you know, who knows how it looks, because I think they didn't want to go under Kyle. I think they didn't want to feel his short offense. That's one area he was yes. able to exploit Sajalayev in their actual match. One, one thing that I think is great about this match is that it was a match. It was a full thing right it wasn't yes. we were left in 2018 just totally like uh, certainly Sajalive was the rightful winner but it's like well where, where are they really i, mean, I don't like that one move match i did not like it what don't you like that it went the full length and Sajalive still won because that's what was giving me yeah hope um because in 2017 the way we saw it play out was when it went the full match kyle was able to wear him down and win obviously warmed down a little bit but not early enough and not enough to win. In 2018, like, we didn't see that. It was just a Sajalayev pin. Um, so I actually don't like that it went the full length and Sajalayev still won. Because to be yeah. honest, like, I, I was giving um, – Sajalayev was my pick, but I was giving Kyle a very good chance to win that match. And that the chances now for me have far decreased um, next time they wrestle. I don't think the gap is as uh, well. One, I'm with you. I well, actually, I picked Sajalive initially, and then I at once I got there and you was got just swapped up in Team oh, USA big time. I said, <laughs> but I know I really, I it wasn't just that. I really you believed. Got it. I was out like, of your communist ways. I was like, he's gonna freaking do it. He's gonna he'll figure it out. He'll find a way, and and they've got a game plan, et cetera, et cetera. And you know what? I think they've got more information now. And I, I don't think he's as far away as maybe you think. Um, how, how far do you think he is, Ben? Um, well, the thing is, here's the thing about it. He ain't that far away. But Sajalab doesn't lose all that often, right? So even even if uh, he's here and he's here, this, this gap is, is, is going to be tough to overcome. And that was what I said. If Kyle had three to four shots at him a year and he really got to get in there and feel it out, um, I think he'll be able to make up that gap and try some try some different game plans because when when you're the guy that is you know at the disadvantage or not as good as someone, mm-hmm. you need to have you need to have shots at them to try to figure them out to try to figure out oh where can I score because obviously what I tried last time it didn't work I, w- I wasn't able to get those scores early and so you need to try a new plan and a new plan and if we don't get a lot of shots it's hard to have those plans uh, you know right to develop those plans and so. I think, yeah, I think Kyle's at a disadvantage. I think it's going to be tough for him to win. Um, I would like to, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm Kale, going into October, I'm going to say, let's try a new plan. Let's try to, let's try to do almost nothing. 
let's try to force his hand and try to force him to attack and see if we can't counter him and, and, and see where that goes, right? Because we tried it the other way and it didn't really work. The thing is, That's though, a, 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 like, such life is evolving too. We yep, did, absolutely. Th this third match, he wrestled far different than the first two matches. And I think it should also be said, I don't know if a lot of Americans know, such life was injured. Uh, it came out in po post match. I don't know how in injured, but uh, his uh, Tadia of his the Russian coaches. Oh quote, gosh! Well, I'm just. We don't trust I was not afraid to go on the mat with one foot because I knew there are techniques and freestyle wrestling that can be done with one foot. But I never underestimate my opponents. Sajlaev said that of his foot injury. But he did say he'll be wrestling again in October. So how bad could it be? Like I, I don't think it's a yeah broken ankle or anything. This is this is some propaganda. Russian Pro spin. Probably, probably, JD, you're falling for the Russian propaganda. Ro falling for it. Hook, I'm saying he also wrestled like a person who might not want to attack because he's got a hurt foot. I don't know. Um, well, maybe. But, either, but we don't know, so we got to go find out. I mean, so right now, if you're developing a strategy, you have, listen, if I'm Kyle's coach, I'm going to give him a week off. Kyle, you got a week off. And if you want to go to the Worlds in October, I'm not going to make you go, but if you want to go, we got to get after it. And we got to develop a new game plan, like, right away of what we're going to try to do and how we're going to try to beat him. And that, that's the game plan that I'm suggesting would be do almost nothing, pressure, 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 hand fight, and and try to beat him that way. Do you way. think Kyle can pressure Sajlaev enough to get him put on the clock? He did in the first I period. Think, well, Absolutely. You watch that yeah. first period, and he clearly did. They just Yeah, did. but he was trying to attack that. I'm saying if you say – do, if it becomes a whole position off, do you favor Kyle in that? Well, I don't think he was trying to attack in the first period. I just think he was. I think he was. He was playing the the. He was playing the game. He was trying to hand fight and move him and uh, work for the shot clock with the idea of going late. I I think he can. I I think he can hand fight with him. Listen, the margin for error with Sajalive is going to be razor thin. It's it's gonna. There's going to be very few mistakes to make. And if you make one, that could be it, right? He was able to make a mistake in 2017. He tried to jump yeah. over him in the first five seconds of the match and got taken down, right? So he doesn't have to be perfect, but he's got to be close to it. And I think next time around, well, one, here, all right, here's, here's one thought. So he takes him down with a high crotch. I, I think it was the left side, high crotch. Um, do you... Do you take that as, okay, this is an avenue to pursue? Or do you take that as Sajulayev turned down, didn't really want to yeah. fight it, and, and knew he was up 6-0? I say more of that than, okay, this is our path to victory. Yeah. You maybe take it, okay, we can maybe hit this shot. But I, I saw that shot as much more. Sajulayev was a little tired towards the end and kind of just uh, gave it up. Yeah, yeah. Well, Kyle, uh, of note, we're talking a lot about Worlds. Kyle Snyder, Kyle Dake, and David Taylor confirmed they're going. They want to go. Their plan Ooh. is to go. Thomas, Gilman? Thomas did not. Thomas is. Did, have you, did you listened to his, his uh, the, post the interview? Foot injury. Yes. Liz Frank and now so they're like now they're at this point and they're going to try to figure out you know what what he's going to be able to do and what's going on and um, all that. So he he was non-committal there. I think he. Certainly would would maybe like to, but who knows? I'm pretty sure. And his wife's well, he expecting. To, yeah, he doesn't have to wrestle off for the team, obviously. So that, that's um, well, but he has plus. to decide by a date that I am yeah. trying to find. I can't remember the exact date, but it's pretty quick, actually. Yeah, he doesn't have a whole lot of time. I mean, that that's pretty cool, actually, because we, we were talking about if you were an Olympian and you did not medal, 
it's gonna suck to have to turn around and wrestle off in uh you know and wrestle off in three four weeks how far is four weeks maybe i don't know it's not it's not very far that would suck to turn around and wrestle off in four weeks but all all of our uh medalists in men's freestyle medaled and almost all of our medalists in women's freestyle medaled so none of them have to wrestle off i would say all our medalists medaled but um on the late oh Um, team members, uh, you know, you know what I mean. I knew what you meant. I'm just, just goosing you, buddy. Uh, yeah. Uh, so it's we're, we're gonna have a good team. You know what? One thing that was so encouraging to to me, just about what, where are we as Americans? American wrestling, right? They have five days, by the way, to declare. It's August 15th is the date they have to declare. Holy by. crap! They're still gonna be uh, getting on jet lagged. So they. Or they can still compete, but they just have to wrestle off. Think about the depth. Wow! So we're, then we're going to know what, the Gable answer. We're going to know really fast. We're going to yeah. know by August fifteenth whether he's going to wrestle or not. I shouldn't say actually if I know they can compete after not, that. The rules just say they must declare their intent to compete at the twenty twenty one World Championships by August fifteenth, twenty twenty one. So that that means they're going if they. Right? Yeah, but I'm saying if Gable still wants to decide, like if he's still thinking about it, I don't know if he can say I guess he can if say he can I'm say no and, and then be like, ah, eh, yes, and then come back and just have to wrestle off for the spot or not. Oh. oh, but it could be the other way too. If I was him, I would just say yes, and then you know, three weeks later, if I don't feel like it, I'd be like, ah, I'm out. I'm sorry, do the wrestle off. Ouch. Kind of a dick move, but I guess yeah. <laughs> it's you, a dick like it's you a can't. Dick like, move, but... what are they gonna do? <laughs> You're making an Olympic champion choose. Well, it's a dick move to everybody else that like wants to compete for that spot to like you know Mason and Kirk Fleet and Quiz because you're just like saying, "Don't worry, guys, you don't have to train or anything. I got this." And then you know, like two weeks before they're supposed to wrestle off for a freaking world team spot, you're like, "Okay, yeah, wrestle off." Team USA can. I'm looking at it from Gable's perspective, not from the other. I I know. Yeah, I'm saying, what are they gonna do? It. I don't know if they can find him or anything. So. Did they find find him? Well, find like him? I'm saying, they find Gable Stevenson. I will pay it. <laughs> but I'm I'm just saying, like I guess there's nothing in these in the procedures that say like there's a punishment if you do that. So yeah, um, man, that'll be the wildest move ever. <laughs> like, sorry, Gable, we gotta find you. Um, so I feel like there should be some sort of punishment. They're if not. You, they're not gonna. Gable's not gonna. Then do what's that. the freaking point of even putting this in the rules? No, they're. He's gonna. I I would imagine they'll declare their intent by that point in time, but I don't think anyone's gonna say yes and then have a take back, or they could just say, "Oh, I got injured." Well, yeah, yeah, you can say that. Yeah. So, um, what I was saying about why I'm so encouraged about Team USA is the the depth that we have, right, and how insane it is. Um, so I just want to look at it weight by weight with with our. With our medalists. So you think about Gilman, just start at the lightest. You got Gilman. Okay. This guy lost a couple matches right before trials. He was in really competitive bouts. He's gone back and forth with the Penn State Peak. He had close he had close matches with uh with Vito, right? And this guy is a clear bronze medalist and and, and a a whisker away from being an Olympic champion, right? And we know we've got guys behind him that are also really, really good, right? Yeah. We didn't even have Spencer and Nick. At the trials, right? Even without yes. that, Gilman was taking taking losses. That's how that's how good 
we see how good Thomas Gilman is, and certainly he improved a lot from trials to, to this point. But great. regardless, and oh, one other thing with Gilman, there was a we knew he got hurt in the trials. We thought it was in the second match. He got hurt early in the first match. And and that's when he broke or had the Liz Frank thing. I don't know if that's a break or what it is, but it's a what very serious foot injury. Liz Frank is like it's a she sp- was um, a Jewish uh, girl who got trapped uh, up in a closet for that's a very long Anne time. Frank. A diary. That's Anne Frank. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, close. So, so think about fifty-seven. Okay, uh, sixty-five. Well, we don't know about that one, but we we have a lot Tarso of good guys. Metatarsal fracture dislocation. 74, we've got Dake, and we had Burroughs not make the team there. So we know we got multiple medals there. 86, how many – there's only one American that would have won the Olympics. But how many Americans would have medaled in that uh, – at 86? I I think a lot. I think I think Bo Nickel. I think Zahid. I think Gabe Dean. I think Ringer outside shot at, at placing. Absolutely. I th- We got four or five guys that could have placed at 86. 97, I I think, well, the the big one, obviously Uh Jaden. But I think someone like Colin Moore would have been highly highly disruptive. If you put him at Kyle's side, he medals. Depending on where they end up. Well, but the bracket, yeah, I mean, that's that's another topic is the bracketing is just so stupid still with (laughs) – with the seating is awful. The seating is not good seating whatsoever. Um and then on top of that, there's no wrestle back. So a lot of the bronze medal is like, where did you land in the bracket? That's it. I mean, 97 is a great example. Look at that top quarter with Sajulayev. Mm-hmm. Two of those guys, uh, you know, were obviously kind of screwed, right? Because you have four of them. So two of them are really screwed where they could have ended up on the other side or they could have ended up. Yeah. I was so pumped to see Salas place. I know he mean mug- he mean mugged you, uh, Ben, but – he was so close in uh, 16 and when Jaden beat him. And I wasn't – I was obviously very happy that Jaden placed. But I did kind of feel for him because I was like, oh, I like this guy. I would like to see him get an Olympic medal. And to see him do it on the tough side was uh, was kind of cool. Because, I mean, that I he was someone you could have kind of written off there. He had some really bit. bad yeah. performances where you're like, oh, my gosh, he's just done. They're just, they're just rolling Salas out here. It's like, nope, he's – he got it. He got it going for for the Olympics for sure. So that was cool. Yeah. Uh, and then a heavyweight. Really interesting. Sorry, because it is really JD made this comment early, but it is kind of interesting to me to think about. We do have two bronze medalists, and so like, really, when you think about it, they will be, they would be wrestling off to go right for third place, and there would only be one of them taking third, and now both of them take third. That's kind of really like an interesting thing to think about, and. Whatever. It's still, I guess I'm good with giving two bronze medals. I used to hate the idea, but now I'm more more okay with it. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, I've come to accept it. I don't know if I'll ever yeah. truly understand it. But uh, well, I understand it, but I don't know if I'll like it. But it's cool. We got some we got some medals, and I like that. Uh, and then a heavyweight. I think we're really deep. We don't have any other Gables, but Gwiz, Mason, and Kirkfleet. I mean, I, I think they're they're disruptive. There, I mean, Gwiz already has two medals. Mason and Kirkfleet are, are emerging, emerging young talents. Where if Gable leaves, I'm feeling, I'm not feeling like we got the a, a champ locked in, but I'm feeling pretty good. I feel like we have a medalist threat there, and we have a couple of them. So I, I'm encouraged by the depth, and I think it's a little different on the women's side. Whereas I think 
our our best ladies are they're pretty far removed from but we've got this wave yeah. that's coming of of women uh, of women's Young wrestling women. talent with with the cadets how good they're doing we'll see how the juniors do and i think our our time to pass Japan is going to be with this with that wave of of the of the younger wrestlers because there's a, there's so much talent on this squad, yeah. um, so it, it's really encouraging on, on both sides. In Japan, I feel like we've got further to go on the women's side to be number one, but yes. I feel yet I feel more confident that we're going to do that and become the dominant superpower in women's wrestling. I think because I think we have the athletes. And I think the coaching is is improving so much, and we're just so much in these. The, we're getting yeah. more and more elite female wrestlers into the fold. That it's only a matter of time um, that we make the the Japanese will always be formidable. They're always going to be good. But when you combine our athletes with with the the coaching, we're going to be we're going to be right there. And I think we are going to pass them, and I think we're going to have a, yeah. a better time keeping them back. And this may sound crazy, as good as Japan is, and it, I'm not saying it's going to be in 2024, but I think it is going to happen. Um, I think they'll have an easier time keeping them off than we will ever of separating ourselves fully from Russia on the men's side. Yeah, I uh, I agree with that. We can read some quotes from Tadeev about. Oh my gosh, Russia's let me get the bar back out. This Bond villain. They're kind of funny. <laughs> yeah, go ahead, read it. All right, this is from uh, Russia's head coach, Tadiev. Here's a look at picture I mean, of him here. <laughs> how, look at this man while we read his quote. How punchable. <laughs> uh, this was with an interview with um, Wrestling Russia. Overall feelings, in fact, I'm in seventh heaven. <laughs> Wrestling world history passes through us. In 100 years, we will be gone, but history will remain. Everyone will remember how in 2020, they wanted to bite us from all sides. But we coped with everything, and our country can be proud of its fighters. You can always rely on us. Yeah, I, I, why? Why were we trying to bite you? I mean, you're just, you're you're the most cheating nation of all time ever. When I was there, the Americans never bypassed us, and they did not bypass us even today. There was not even a thought that they could bypass us. We always have the most gold in Athens and in Beijing and in Rio and in Tokyo. We are ahead of the whole planet. Oh my gosh, this guy's the worst. <laughs> Um, you can on this was on Snyder, his comments on Snyder Sage Live. Clear instructions were given on how to deal with it. Block the hand, hold the hand, go to the zone near the zone. Do not get head to head. He is physically healthier and purely technically to beat him. We will never tire of proving our superiority in the world of freestyle wrestling. This is getting worse. Uh, someone then asked him about Gable versus Sajlaev. He said, if you put him with Rashid, he will break him. Look at Sajlaev. It makes no difference to him who to win. Which, Man. I don't know about that. Gable's quite a bit bigger than Sajlaev. That's also a big part of why I think it's different in 2017. 2017 was Sajlaev's first year up yeah. from 86. He was still splitting time um, between 92, 92 and 97 that year, and Kyle was able to just wear on him and overpower him, and I don't think that's quite as much of the case now. Um, they also love tanks, which is just funny to me. Like the they nickname, just call them all tanks. <laughs> yes, all our tanks. This is from the reporter. All our tanks won in Tokyo. The small tank Yugoyev, the Ungush tank uh, Yevoyev, who's the Greco-Roman '97 guy, and the Russian tank Sajlaev. 
and today have said, no matter how many tanks there are, they are remembered only when it is hard for the country. All the tanks listed by you won in 2018, 19, and 20. Only then they were not remembered for some reason. I would like them to be celebrated every year. Oh, I love tanks. Yeah, that's just funny. So now everyone is tanks. Yeah. Uh, he's he's, he's uh, tough, but you know what? He, he can gloat a little bit because they, they freaking did it. Barely. It was close. Barely. R- Rashidoff lost. That was awesome. Um, but Yeah, if we could have got someone in the bracket, Christian, at 65, I mean, there's a decent chance if we get the right draw, we're sort of going to have I think well, so. That's if being you look, very optimistic. If you look at the bracket, it was mean? so evenly distributed this year. Yes. Like 65, it's yeah, like, Yeah, but man, hold on. Hold on. Partially because it's so deep. Hold on. You only have to beat one person, like uh, one of the crappy countries that get in, right? You beat them, and then if you wrestle the the guy who made the finals, you're in the top six. Yeah. You realize that, right? So then yeah. if you're in the top six, it's going to be enough points for us to beat Russia or ROC That's true. or whoever the hell we're going to acknowledge as. I'm sorry. Uh, I thought you were talking about meddling, not team race. No, no not meddling because we wouldn't need to. We, we lost by only, what, five points or something, correct? Mm-hmm. So yeah. I think six places, ten points, or how many is six place? Well, it's uh, double fifth, so they go third, 20. third, and then fifth, fifth, right? Yes. Something to that effect. Yeah, so hopefully uh, 65 help. Um, we we get, some, get some points there in the future. It's going to be interesting with J.O. and I think Zane both going 70. Zane's think, going 70? I think I heard that. Um, uh, I was that I was, is, I believe, news to my ears. I was told that at at Tokyo that Zane was going seventy. Okay, Yanni's staying at sixty five. Um, so it'll be him, Nick Lee, because um, Jo's up now too. So it'll be kind of a different look. Seventy could be fierce with, if Zane's going up, which I was told he was. Uh, we'll see. Um, so yeah, we're 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 not as far off as it may appear at at sixty five. But it's going to be tough to place. Um, well, one of the other cool things about the, the Olympics is the, the spotlight that the athletes get, right? That they don't get the world championships, mm-hmm. that they don't get at other times. And I think it was a, it was a great moment for, for wrestling because our personalities were front and center. And I think a lot of people were exposed to just how great and how cool and how unique and interesting our, our, our wrestlers are. Like... Everyone fell in love with Tamara because yeah. she just acted exactly how she has always acted all along <laughs> forever. It's just more people got to see it. And she goes from well, 17,000 followers to 134,000 followers yeah. on, on Instagram. So I think that's uh, – Jordan, Jordan Bro said just, just win or whatever he said in the Twitter. And that's why she went up. And that, I mean, obviously there's an aspect of that that is 100% true. But part of it too is just um, – I feel like so many athletes there are so like jaded. I don't know maybe the word, right word for it. And Tamir is just so genuine and so loving, and you just don't see that. So when you see it and you feel that genuineness, the authenticity, you're like, oh my god, this is so awesome. I love, I love this woman, right? I mean, that's kind of I think how a lot of people felt about her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, she's a for for sure. That's a yeah, no disagreements there. I think that is absolutely why she's a just a unique personality that you don't really see in in the world. I, you know, and for her to be the best in the world, hands down, at her weight, and really, she's in that top two or three pound for pound discussion for 
women's wrestling. Oh, yeah. She, she beat sure. the Olympic silver medalist. We need her versus uh, Ryder Falcon. That'd be Adeline. Oh, she, uh, she, she'd beat her. She'd beat that. Set it up. I think she'd beat her, no problem. Um, hey, I don't know why this uh, didn't. I mean, this is probably pretty easy math, but it didn't strike me. Uh, Klingman just posted men's freestyle was 17 and 3 at the Olympics. That's freaking yeah. outstanding. Holy crap. I mean, I, I obviously I knew it was good if I would have thought about it, I'll add it up, but 17 and 3? Jeez Louise. That's insane. That's really nuts. That's insane. Yeah. You know, considering. One of the losses was to the Olympic champion at the last second. The other one was to a guy that could be going down as the greatest to ever do it, right? Yep. I mean, look at what – look at uh, – what's he up yep. to? Is he at seven? Seven out of eight now? A lot. 14, 15, 16, 17, 18. What do you like, 17. 14, 15, 16, 18, 18 19. 19. So he's at six out of seven. Four world, two yeah. Olympic. Yeah, six out of seven. And you know he, no one got to win anything in 2020, um, so yeah. that year just doesn't well, and count. He'll get another shot in two months. Yep, yep. So and and also that puts that I think Kyle Snyder needs to be put in perspective um, because this dude is 25. He's got six world and Olympic medals, three gold, and he. When you think about like that in the context of American wrestling. At this point in their careers, Dake and David Taylor were two years away from making their first team. Yeah. So crazy. From right? making a team, okay? And Jordan Burroughs had made three total teams by the time he was 25, I believe. And so yeah. you've got this guy who – and the thing with Snyder that is, I think oh, – well, what I want to talk about is I think his style is going to age well. I think he's going to be able to continue to do this for, for sure. a while. He's an upper weight. I think he's not reliant on being like super fast, super, super agile. He's like very positionally disciplined yeah. and he's really mm -hmm. strong. And, and I think the things that he relies on are going to be with him. Uh, and, also, and at 97. And at 97. Which helps versus 74. And he's also – he's proven to be extremely durable, right? He's had – he had the ankle thing at senior nationals, uh, but yes. otherwise he's he's very healthy. The he best ability is availability. Well, now, now you see it's like Jaden's going to ninety two for worlds. Mm -hmm. If Jane, especially if Jaden stays down there for the next three years, who's going to challenge Kyle Wait. at ninety seven? Nobody. Nobody's uh, in the yeah. mix. I, I think the answer is nobody's in the mix. So that you know that puts him. Likely, very likely, threw more medals down the line. Maybe Jaden comes up in 2024, and then we have that battle. But then again, if, if Jaden, I was at Jaden's also very likely to medal every single time at, at um, 92. So now you have, you know, two guys who have over a handful of world medals, you know? Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm sure it's it's got us, it's no consolation for Kyle, probably, that he hasn't been able to win since 2017, but. Man, a part of it is, you know, two of those years are just straight up losses to Sajalayev where, yeah. you know, any other way, there, there's no one has to go through anyone as good as Sajalayev to, in their path to Olympic glory, right? And that just makes it, that makes it tough. Um, but, yeah, yeah. so I, I think a little perspective on, this is, this is an all-time, all-time yeah, guy. That's great perspective. Already. I actually... Uh, to my group yesterday, I did uh, Mental Monday with David uh, about David Taylor, 
And it's like, I think a lot of people forget the, the perseverance it took to get where he is. And it's like some of you guys, you know, you, you're disappointed after six months or a year of working hard. And, and listen, it should be disappointing. I, I understand it. But David Taylor first tried making the team in 2012. He didn't actually make his first team till 2018. And then even, even after he gets his first world title, you have 2019 where he has an injury, so he can't wrestle then. 2020 where it's coronavirus, he can't wrestle then. And so we're talking over his first nine years, he, he made one team and he won one world title. As the amount of perseverance that Cape you know, took to stay in the game. And then finally, in, in his 10th year, he wins the Olympic title, which is the ultimate prize. Man, that took, that took a lot of perseverance to get to that point. So when, when you have that little setback after uh, six months or a year, stay in the game. Just keep grinding it out. Yeah. I mean, commitment to... The goal of just being completely undeterred, right? And just yes. sticking with a plan. You know, 2016, it didn't seem like he was, you know, all that close, right? I mean, he was yep. in reality. I'm sure he was, he was world level. But, you know, the the jumps he made in a quad were in, insanely yes. impressive. And, yes. you know, now, I mean, I think there's there can be debate about the pound-for-pound pound discussion. Maybe that's our next topic. Like, where does he fit? But, um the dude hasn't lost a, a match since 2017, and and please don't don't say the words Drew Foster to me. Just don't. Um, well, uh, technically, yeah, <laughs> technically, rules guy Ben um, counts uh, incomplete matches. Um, um, let me think. So at eighty at eighty six, if it's not Yazdani. Who's challenging David Taylor? I don't think Russia has anyone really elite coming up at that weight class. Nafanov's I mean, young. Uh, he won't challenge is he, is he David for... Yeah, he's like young, mid-20s. Um, I, feel like, I feel like Nafanov's been around for a little bit. Not really. Um, I don't know who I, you might be confusing him with. Hmm. Uh, but I don't think he's challenging David for... He's twenty four. Anytime soon. Twenty four. So he um Yeah, so I mean but he's been yeah. The biggest competition for David is gonna be uh domestic, right? These young guys that are coming up. The 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 Aaron Brookses. That's that's he, gonna yeah. become the challenge. Um but he's gonna be sitting out every single time. Like there's no like I know weird things happen and guys don't medal at worlds, but he's gonna medal at worlds. Every single year. So he's going to have the benefit of the sit-out um, from now mm -hmm. till 24. And you think he goes after 24? Who knows? I mean, he he was immediately like, yeah, absolutely, I'm going to Worlds and I'm going through 24. Of course, obviously. Yeah. Like, uh, So I, I don't know. I, I think at that point, I don't know if you commit to another quad, especially if you – this is so out there. But if he runs the table through 24, how do you not just say, okay, I mean, I just Retire did on top? I, I just won how many straight, right? Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. That would that would be just oh, unbelievable. That would be six straight at that point, tying John Smith. Oh, my god! If gosh. he were able to do it. So 18. But, um, with a mulligan well, year, two mulligan well, years. Well, not, I mean. I guess you say you don't count the injury because he didn't wrestle. But then you go, not two mulligan years because 20, 20 becomes 21 and 21, right? There's two yes. 21s. So you essentially count one of them as 20. Yeah. I mean, no, yeah, there was no tournament. What, what can you do? 
Um, yeah. He was injured. He will. Do? I mean, I think the other thing, the only thing with David Taylor, I mean, if we kept this this version of David Taylor, I don't know that he's going to lose. Man, I know. <laughs> I started. I feel like I didn't really. Not like when I look back at it, I feel like I didn't really age till like thirty-two, maybe. And then after thirty, now everything effing hurts. It sucks, you know. And so David Taylor is getting to that age. What's he at? Twenty-nine or thirty right now? Um, maybe older than yeah. that. Is he thirty-one? David Taylor's thirty turns thirty-one in December, so you know he would be thirty-three going on thirty-four when he hits the 2024 Paris Olympics. Hmm. So I mean, that is getting Salas is 34 years old, I believe. Cubans don't age. Everyone knows that. Everyone knows Cubans don't age. Yeah, come on, dude. Um, <laughs> yeah, Cuba. Oh, yeah. You know, like Cuba's probably my favorite non-American wrestling nation by far. Um, they, they had, a obviously, an amazing showing in Greco with two Olympic champions again at the lightest and the heaviest weight. Uh, our man, uh, Ismael Barrera Molina, didn't. Uh, didn't no, have, didn't have the best showing. I was really surprising not. after what he did in nineteen. Uh, but yeah, I don't know why I'm talking about Cuba. But yeah, I think I think David. What do you think about David? So I said, hey, Kyle Snyder style is going to age well. He's going to be able to do this for a yeah. while. Do you think the same is true for David? Well, I think David's already started making an evolution. Like I think he probably is. If we look back to say, you know, the before prior to 2016. He's obviously gotten bigger. He's uh, gotten to be a better hand fighter. Um, he is less of a volume attacker. He still will volume attack, but not the way he did before. So I, I think it's just a he's just going to keep evolving, right? He's smart enough to keep evolving. Um, you know, like because there's a few things I feel like I can still do as well as I did back, you know, ten years ago. And there's a whole bunch of things where I'm like, ooh, this dropped off, right? So if David Taylor is smart to be able to put himself in the positions, he can still beat anyone in the world um, just with different moves than he did previously. I thought it was interesting he used a double leg to take Gastani down in the final seconds. Not one of his go-to attacks. Well, he said we talked about that specifically. I mean, Dake we have a it. clip of him talking about it actually. If okay. we, if we even better want to hear it from Run the lion's mouth, yeah, um, Troy, if you want to. Play that, but yeah, he's basically just say from the lion's mouth. Yeah. Oh, I love it. <laughs> That's perfect. I don't know if we have it though. Um, um, might need a second, but he basically said, uh, "I was he like he doesn't know where it came from. He just said it's reactionary. Like I, I he goes, I don't know. I've just I have drilled that a hundred times, and it's just something I felt, and I did like club double finish. I'm um, I'm interested. Like how much Ben is uh. When, when you're when you're wrestling wrestling at that level how much of it is like because he clearly did not like think okay i'm gonna jack an underhook yes. snap double right it's just something that happened. how much of wrestling at that level is just almost thoughtless in that way so, subconscious it, yes that's, subconscious that's my athletes I, a lot of it a lot of it <laughs> yeah that's the point of drilling. I mean, so yeah, well, I always say in practice we can we can be consciously thinking about things, and that's how we get better. Is why didn't that work, or what can I do differently, or how do I just make a small adjustment in practice? But when we get into match mode, we we want a lot of it to be subconscious. Um, so when we do things, we're not really thinking about how we do them. And you know, I mean, maybe when I think when he goes say he goes out of bounds, or there's there's a small break in action, maybe you think, oh, that might work, or oh, I felt that. Uh, but I think a high percentage of it is subconscious for sure. 
Yeah, uh, it, it, it was really fluid. And he mentioned, like, when he rehabbed his, his knee, he actually was able to really build a lot more strength in his lower body. So he's like, I actually have this pop that I can run through guys that I didn't have at other points in my career, which I found really interesting as well. But, yeah, it was, it was a beautiful – it was like just a textbook run through your double leg. And yeah. I thought it was interesting that that's how he, he – he got it done and you know the amount of pressure you had to put on a guy oh I, I remember what i wanted to say so miles i mean uh we interviewed him after you haven't got to listen to that please check it out he was talking about how tired he got against david and um we do have that clip i'll show roll it in a second but first i'll tell this miles thing so we're talking about the match with david and how it feels and it's like what is it about him they f- feel is it the hand fight is that he said it's the number of exchanges that he puts you in that just takes it out yeah. of you. And he can re- mm-hmm. he can just be in like 10, 15 exchanges and like international wrestling. I mean, look at the Sagalaya Snyder match. What, there were three exchanges that entire match? Yes. Right? David's putting that in the first, you know, 90 seconds to two minutes. And so you can be feeling good for a while, but there's not a lot of guys that are making you have that many exchanges. And I think David's biggest strength is that and this was maybe not always the case, but he can have this many exchanges and it's at no risk, right? It's not at the reason you don't see a lot of exchanges at the international is because there's so much risk involved in, in taking attacks and forcing these things. Whereas David can get it to a point where in general, either he scores or no one scores. And um, I thought that was, that was fascinating. So, but here's, here's David talking about the final attack. Just, you know, under, I saw a video of it, you know, underhook, fake, snap, and, and double leg. You know, that's just not something you probably saw in my, my arsenal much in my career, you know, but it's something I've been definitely working on. And, uh, you know, it just it was just reactionary, honestly. It was. It was just drilling and reactionary and drilling retired and executing and being held accountable by, you know, Coach Casey and our staff and just and I was able to execute when I was tired. Yes, indeed, he was. Um it was, it was great exchange, great moment. Um, there's so many incredible moments, and being there was 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 really a I considered a great privilege. Um, so yeah, that's David. Uh, man, there's so much we can we can get to. I want to get to a bunch because Ben, you're not here the next two days. Well, I, so here's the deal. I, we did we got an Airbnb in California, so I think I'm gonna be able to. You know, the, you guys are always sketchy on the hotel internet, but I got an Airbnb, so I think we're gonna be good. Okay, sweet. Uh, what's in California? So, we are, I'm taking, uh, yeah, I'm taking ten high school guys. Cormier wanted to do a little trading thing with my guys and his guys, so I'm taking ten guys. Uh, where I'm actually leaving like just a little bit after the show, flying out to California. We're gonna train uh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday with his guys. Sounds yeah, terrible. Should be fun. <laughs> and then we're gonna go see some redwoods. Oh, nice. I've always wanted to see. Have you seen those, JD? I have not. You seem like you They're would be awesome. a redwoods guy. I can see you hugging a big tree. redwoods guy. Yeah, I would like to see some redwoods. Yeah. All right. Well, dare to dream. They are tremendous. I will tell. I'll, say, I'm, I'll give. I'll give. I'll give an uh, advertisement not paid from the redwoods. You go to the redwoods. There's there's certain national parks. A lot of them are like, eh, they're good, but whatever, right? There's certain ones where you go to. Redwoods being one, and you're like, what the freaking heck? I've what seen like a million trees. I've seen a million trees in my life. I ain't never seen some shit like that. Like, what is that thing right there that I'm looking at right now? How many national parks do you have left, Ben? Well, I went to all of them in the lower 48. 
Okay. So a bunch, bunch in Alaska and America's Samoa. But yeah, you look at them and you're just like, oh my God, where the freaking, where where am I right now? I don't know where I'm at. This is too weird. All right. Oh yeah. man, that America, American Samoa one killed me. Um, okay. <laughs> um, so I'm, well, I'm, one, I'm relieved that you'll be around because there's so much more to, to so get to. So much more to talk about. Um, yeah, I feel like we've just scratched. Yeah. I, at some point, I want to talk about like the actual experience of Japan and what it was like there on the ground because that was, um, I don't know. Well, tell was. us about it. Tell so, it. Well, well, interesting. So we get there to Japan, and when you get off the airport – so the Narita Airport is a giant international airport in Tokyo. And we get off the plane, which had all of 15 to 20 people on it, and you get off – you walk off the plane down the 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 jet bridge or whatever, and it's just like you see all these people in full like biohazard, not biohazard, hazmat, hazmat. but but like they're in the the gowns and the masks in the full thing. And it's just like oh my gosh, what are we walking into right now? This is gonna be weird. And you go through, you have to do all the different stuff and the COVID testing and this this that and the other. But then we got out when we got out of the hotel or out of the airport and to our hotel it was like this is like uh it was it was pretty normal on the you know everyone was wearing masks you had to wear a mask pretty much everywhere but it wasn't like lockdown status like there were these outlets like right around the corner from where we were staying they were they were full of people so it wasn't bad but the experience in the uh, uh, olympics actually in the venue was was really fun and it was nice because even though there were no fans there were enough t- team members in the uh, audience to where they were creating an, an atmosphere of, of cheering and, and n- never louder than the than Snyder's Sajalaya match where everyone was there. I don't know if you guys heard that on the stream or whatever. You could see and kind of tell, but... It was really loud in there. And it was like, we're talking about 30, 40 people max from, from Team mm-hmm. USA. So that was, that was, a, that was a really cool thing. Um, we were we had to hustle a lot of for for interviews so if you don't know you can't you can't do any video inside the uh arena right because of olympic rules so we had to um hustle and do the all these outside and the athletes were so courteous and generous with their time and you know we we interviewed tamara mensa stock at like it must have been 1 a.m or so after she won she was out there and just full of energy and able to do it so that was a, a big part of it just a lot of walking around it was so insanely humid i sweated through like uh, a couple different clothes like i would have to change midday uh sometimes because we had to walk to the ho- to the to the venue um had a great time palling around with andy and brian van clay of win magazine uh ben you need to don't yell at him anymore about the double hodge <laughs> No, I will. I will not give that up. You, well, you brought it up. So dumb. Did you see? Hey, did you see? Uh, they had put out another article about about the double hodge. Um, yeah, because they feel the need to explain themselves because we all know they're full of crap. They say it's Stephen Neal's idea. So you take it up when you go Listen, to California. Take it up with Steve. Stephen Neal's a very large man, and I, <laughs> I feel it very off-putting that Win Magazine needs to put their shortcomings on Stephen Neal. All right, I'm sorry I brought it up. Um, so that was really fun. Taylor Miller was a huge, huge help for us and helped us get all the interviews. And um, it was it was awesome. It was cool being in the 
in the hotel, we were in the same hotel as the as the Team USA athletes, and you know, the, seeing the guys eating breakfast. I don't know. It was just really, it was just a really cool personal yeah. experience for for me. And uh, I'm sure I'll have more stories as as we talk about what was going on. Um, should we get to some questions? There's there's much more to get to, but um, yeah, we only have like five minutes. Yeah, hit a couple yeah, I questions. Go on time because we'll I gotta get ready to go to the airport. Okay, air travel, Ben. Um, I like this question from an actual cannibal. If you could change the outcome of one match from the Olympics, which one would it be? Probably Sajlai Snyder, no? Or yeah. Gilman Ugeo, because Gilman was just so freaking close. Gilman, he, yeah, I th- see, I, I have three. Gilman, Snyder, you mean, or, you mean the three we lost? Or Helens. Oh, or Helens. Helens. <laughs> um, because Helen, I mean, Helen wins that. I think she's probably winning gold, right? And the, I mean, for her to go back to back Olympic titles through the path that she had, it would have been like, it was, it was, it was inspirational enough to see how great she was wrestling, and for someone to go from the lowest of lows, you'll, you'll say, you say the lowest of lows, but from a wrestling perspective, how far she had deviated from her 2016 and 17 form, right, was like, oh my gosh, like I don't know, I. I just hope she does okay at the Olympics to, oh, my gosh, she's right there to win it again. Um, so that one, Gilman being so close, what is like, for me, what you just want to change that result so he doesn't have to deal with losing like that, right? Yeah, and the other thing is with that one, it's like it's you, like with the Snyder, you said, well, how would you change it? You would There would be there need to be some massive change, right? Yes. But the Gilman, it's like, just hang on for six more seconds and lean forward a little harder. Like it's just like right there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I guess it's probably, I mean, I'll listen. I get to change the outcome. It doesn't, I don't have to change a sequence. So just Snyder wins. I mean, honestly, he he becomes like good of goats. (laughs) Yeah, he does because he goes back to back at the Olympics. He seals it again for team USA. And I'll tell you what it, it felt, I, I don't know how it felt at home. Probably the same. It felt so magical what was happening. It felt almost yeah. before the match inevitable that Team USA is going to do this thing. We did it with Taylor the, the night, and then it felt like that with Gable. It's like he's well, going to do very, it. Very nervous. Well, yeah, certainly you, you nervous. got swept up a little bit in being around Team USA. Yeah. Um, Thought it was going to happen. But yeah, it felt like momentum was on our side. But then it was like, but there's this huge freaking wave coming to slow it down. Yeah, yeah. So I think it probably that because that's just a, an American victory, unlike unlike any other. If we get that, um, so that's probably the one I could change. If I would change if I could, but there's others definitely in contention. Um, next question. Um, let me see here. Oh, how talk about the Yazdani meltdown that the cameras did not show. How bad we was it? We have pictures of it. Yeah. It was quite a temper tantrum, hissy fit. Um so well it honestly, as as much as uh his was discussed, it has nothing over Atri's meltdown, who got to like the he managed to make it to like the, the mix zone area. And he's basically collapsed and moaned and bellowed and cried <laughs> like uh, inhumane sounds. The 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 crying he was doing and just how out of just not not upset, just out of sorts, out of his mind. Whereas it was a little more like rage with 
Yazdani and and how how upset he was and both of them screaming so loud in the, yeah. once they got to the back Troy if you swipe through those pictures you can see Yazdani like screaming yeah how about how bad he ripped up David Singlet that was insane there you can see him just yeah. screaming but yeah yeah he, he he lost his full mind um but you know what you full mind you, you, you know what happened but it was I mean it wasn't like uh that one's bad <laughs> It's bad. I mean, he's he he lost his. I mean, he was full on temper tantrum, hissy fit, um, hissy in, fit, inconsolable. It was bad. Okay, um, nine forty four. This has got to be a quick one. Let me find it. Um, this guy, Kimball, little Spidey boy, oh. wants a four hour show every day this week. I'm sorry. I know. Oh. I I'll get one to end the show. No, I got this. I okay, got go. One I didn't see any Russians at the Olympics. Can you explain why? Is the sarcasm? In this question, strong enough to break through Ben's Asperger's. And listen, they Russians got no punishment. The IOC is so wimpy. They are so wimpy. They didn't do nothing. They My favorite is when they ran around um, after they won gold medals with the flag, the ROC flag. It was so ridiculous. It's preposterous that that was allowed to happen, but we know that's what happens because the IOC is chicken. They're chickens. Buck, buck, buck. They'll never. They sure. they can't hold Russia accountable. They've had back to back Olympics where they've tried. But also at the same time, do you want another nineteen eighty four? Hmm. Like it it wouldn't it wouldn't be no, the Olympics. It's it not nineteen eighty four. No, it's not nineteen eighty four. It's not nineteen eighty four. They boycotted. They're being punished for a crime. I, I'm aware it's different, but then every Olympic medalist here would have an asterisk by their name. No. F yes. that asterisk. They're getting punished for a crime. It was state sponsored doping. They cheated. JD, there's punishments for cheating. It's really simple. I, I'm aware. I'm aware. You get punished. I'm, I just. Simple. I don't. I guess I don't drop the hammer on steroids as hard as y'all. Where I, I'm like, yeah, it's bad, but uh, I still want to see him wrestle. Cheating. JD. Big cheater here. Big, big cheater. Cool cheater. Eh, you know. Big cheater guy. I hate to see his tax sheets. Who knows what he does? <laughs> you think if you're cool with that, if you're cool with Russian Look, I'm, cheating, I'm not. I'm not cool with it. I don't. No, you I'm just it. saying. Cool I'm just saying. I still want to see them at the Olympics. All the Let's, cheaters. Let's just get them full. Just JD's going to be the one giving them the injections backstage. Yeah, injecting JD. That's his new yeah. nick, nickname, the injector. Uh, yeah, I think. Listen, at some point, you, you either are about clean sport or not. And uh, there's, I, I'm not. Yeah. Listen, they're also th- no longer being tested by Rusada, right? Who was the? They were the pro doping yes. uh, organization, yeah. but they I, have the exact same doping policies as us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll we will see. We will and see within four years. Within the next four years. Yeah, yeah. And then again, it's like with cheating and doping, the the cheaters are always ahead of the testers. And if you think always. Russia's done cheating, you're crazy. They will only. If you think they were banned for, if only they were cheating. banned for one year, that they would I just think, be like, oh well, that's it. We can never it see be, how we can get an advantage ever again. It would, be, it would be harder to for them to justify. I'm not saying that they wouldn't justify. It would be much harder for them to justify. I don't think they're cheating. doing state they sponsored got banned from anymore. The freaking Olympics. Like, I, I don't think they're doing the whole like, state-sponsored thing no anymore. Big deal. No big deal. Tell me why. Explain Absolutely. to me why this would make them stop. What, why you think it would be any different now? Because they've yeah. shown they, no can, they can punishment. cheat throughout with no punchment. They, they want. rigged the Olympics. And they, they rigged so, the Olympics. 
So why why yes, would you think when it this was w- in their home country? Okay. Well, so that makes it okay? What? No, oh, I'm, I'm saying it's no longer in their I home country. Go. I'm saying they're not doing the testing anymore. I'm saying the world is doing the testing now. It's no longer Russia. That was a special circumstance where they pulled out all the stops because they were like, we need to win in our home country. I got to go. You need to, you need to, you need to get your guy. Get go your man. Look, He's yes, they're still him. cheating. I'm saying if they were banned for one year, they're still going to find out how to I cheat. Go, I'm out here. Bye, Peace. Ben. Help your guy. See ya. Thank you for, thank you for uh, c- competing clean. Hopefully we'll see you tomorrow. Yeah, you better. Peace. Um, okay, so you know what? JD and I are going to have to have a meeting about cheating. A cheating meeting. No, I'm not okay with Sirius. I'm not okay with cheating. The Russians are have been cheaters. They always will be cheating. I'm just saying I also just want to see them fucking wrestle. Oh, wow. I don't know what that word was, but it was close to the word. It was close. There was an R in there, though. I think there was an L, an (laughs) R that maybe got you off the hook there. Yeah, everyone wants to watch them wrestle, but at the same point, for the greater good, if you suspend them one good time, maybe that changes them. But if it's just... Oh wow, your singlet says ROC on it now and we'll play a different I agree. Song. It was a slap on the wrist and for a obvious proven statewide sanctioned cheating that was terrible and widespread throughout all Olympic sports, not even just wrestling. Um I I just maybe maybe they should have been. I don't know, but I'm glad they wrestled. Yeah, I mean, it it's certainly not the same. If you like good wrestling, you want Russia involved. Uh, there's, there's no question about that. Okay. There's so much more to get to. I feel like we got to 10% of the Olympics just now. Uh, we thank you guys so much for listening. We'll be back tomorrow. Ben's going to be in the Airbnb with Daniel Cormier. He won't be at the Airbnb. He'll probably be in his house, which is probably sick because he's the man. So thank you guys so much for listening. Tomorrow is going to be great. And, uh, I don't have anything else to say. So thank you and goodbye.